Welcome back, Wildcats, to another episode of Pod Talk Jam and Break here on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network. First things first, let me introduce myself. I am someone who has hugged a celebrity, Felipe, the Brazilian Dragon himself, uh, and I didn't have to be a creep like Ricky to do that. Uh, I'm not alone. Was the celebrity by someone... was the celebrity Casey Stroh? <laughs> no, not not Casey Stroh. Um, but the voice you are hearing is also celebrity. It is Ariana Grande. That would be me. Um, Ariana Grande, also known as Sam Davis, is my real uh, government name. Came in on my private helicopter. Had a couple of difficulties with the, with the engine, but we made it here just in time. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, you, were, you were a little delayed. You had to leave the last camp you worked at to look for some more drama at this camp. So, Yeah. What a what a weird thing to want out of teenagers from I mean, a grown it man. For dance Two moms grown men. And teen mom and a lot of mom shows like but It's fair. Anyways. That is fair. We're not here to talk about trashy reality shows, or are we? We're here to talk about High School Musical the Musical Series, season three, episode four, no drama. And boy oh boy, do we got an episode to talk about, Mr. Sam. We do. I think I should just hop right into it because I took probably too many notes, and if I'm doing the recap, I'm going to try and get through it quickly, and it might take a bit. Yeah, so, no, let's jump let's right get in. Started. I just want to give everyone a preview of what's to come. So this is not your last High School Musical the Musical the Series podcast of the week. So this is going to come out on Friday. Happy birthday, Sam. Tweet at him. It's his birthday. And tweet at previous guest, Mike Bloom, as well, the birthday twins. Um... That is their birthday when this episode is dropped. I don't know if Sam likes his birthday, so maybe don't tweet at him. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Um, you can do whatever you want. But uh, in terms of what we're having coming up, Lindy and Todd of the Crazy Ed's Girlfriend a Rewatch Podcast, one indescribable podcast, will be joining me for just a random check-in on Season 4, and they'll give some MVPs and LVPs, and we'll just talk about Season 3 as a whole. Did I say Season 4? You did say Season 4. Getting ahead of yourself. I got my head in the game. Season season four is the Corbin Blue documentary that hasn't been released yet. Ooh, so. like the mockumentary, like the or it wasn't a mockumentary. Like it, the untold story will be on Netflix after the Monte Teo one. It's gonna be a Corbin Blue. Yeah. One. Yes, exactly. Anyways, uh, yeah. So that's happening later this week. But first things first, we're gonna get through our regular recap with Sam here uh, before Sam gets lit for Robert's wedding. Oh, yeah. So we left off last week with them all freaking out because Corbin Blue is coming for their first read-through of Frozen the Musical. So, of course, what do they do on the day of Corbin Blue getting there? Are they preparing? No. They are doing a choreographed number to Fabulous from High School Musical 2 because they were so worried about having a good read-through that they wasted so much time doing that. Um, after Corbin Blue does not see them do Fabulous, they start the read-through and Corbin Blue does roll in with his producer slash cameraman. Okay. Uh, Gina, I wanna yeah, go ahead. I want to ask you about... Are you fabulous? already addressing the bad cameraman? Oh, no, about Fabulous. Yeah, go for so it. So, Fabulous. Uh, first things first, what did you think of this version of the song? Also, what are you drinking? Um, I, I, I liked it. Um, no, it's, it's just I put a straw, a metal oh. straw into a cup. <laughs> um, but, uh, sorry. It is yeah, not. You said you liked Fabulous? 
Um, yeah, I thought it was, you know, we talked about how the the covers of High School Musical Camp Rock, they should be a little bit different. They shouldn't just be straight rips of the original songs. And that's what this was. Um, yeah. And I enjoyed it. I love the flamenco Courtney touches. was great. The touch yeah. of the flamenco that they had. Honestly, uh-huh. this is my hot take. Fabulous has always been like a bottom tier High School Musical song for uh-huh. me. It might be a hot take and I might get some hate tweet for that. But uh, I always was more partial to other songs, but I know this is one of the most popular songs in High School Musical right. and everyone loves it. It just never did it for me as much as other songs. Uh, so seeing this version, I honestly think it was a more elevated version of it. Now, is this going to be A tier? Absolutely not. But um, it, it was a good version, and I enjoyed this one. Yeah, I agree. If we want to spoil and go ahead, I gave it a B because it was a good cover. Um, I said Courtney crushed it. The kids would say that she served, um, she cleared, all of those things. Uh, Courtney was great in the song. But... Once again, as we said, it did not fit the narrative. Like, there's so many things they could do to make it fit the narrative. Like, Courtney, the whole summer has been, like, freaking out that she's out in the wilderness and she's, you know, in a dirty environment and she doesn't have her material things. They could have easily worked this song in where it narratively made sense as well, but they just did it because they wanted to. Yeah. And that was it. So I didn't, I had to also, knock it down because. Even in this scene in the movie, like, yeah. They're trying to impress him. Do the boys are back. Do uh, I don't dance. Do something more relevant yeah. to his experience. Right. And not um, sure he would even have remembered it because he didn't even watch High yeah, School Yeah, he didn't three. remember High School Musical 3 okay. at all. Wait, can we talk about, not to jump in front, but like, why would you sign on to this project where you were such a dickhead playing yourself? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what his, his motivation. But I'm like, yeah. this is like weird as a PR move. Yeah, I'm not sure what his motivation for doing the real life role in, you know, the high school musical show. I'm not sure why he would agree to be, you know, a fictionalized version of himself that's just a complete tool about this whole thing. Um, but he did, and I guess he's fine with it because, you know, he's probably getting a decent little paycheck. Yeah. Disney's up in those rates come December, so... I guess they got the money and the budget to make him... They're like, hey, you're going to be an asshole. And he's like, okay, My cut the check and I'll do make it. make his producer the asshole, but make him slightly more likable. And I guess they are, but yeah. he's not super likable in comparison to his producer. He's just like... He's not a complete dickhead like his producer is. Yeah. No, he's... Yeah, he's still unlikable. And during the recap, you'll see the many things he does uh, involving the lives of high schoolers that are just like, come on, man. Yeah. What if the it check can't be that Corbin good. Blue? What if it was literally like he, Corbin Blue was playing like an executive at Disney Plus? Like yeah, I, I yeah I don't I guess yeah they they've already their High School Musical is canon in this show so they they probably couldn't pull that one off. He exists in this universe, yeah. but Hannah Montana doesn't exist in this universe. Even though Miley Cyrus was in High School Musical too. Yeah, Jason Earls. Jackson does not exist in this universe, so the, the threads auto, are crossing too much. Autocomplete interviews, and apparently a lot of people think he looks like Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner, and I was like, wait, what? I have never once seen that. I, like, he looks more like Pat Oswalt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess maybe when, when Hawkeye starts to look like shit, but not, not in the current Disney Plus series. Hawkeye was pretty ripped in that one, so yeah. definitely didn't look like 45-year-old Jason Earls. Um, so anyway, back to the recap, because we got a long way to go. Um, during the read-through, Gina tells EJ great news that her mom is moving back to Salt Lake. EJ reveals to us, the viewer, 
that uh, he won't be taking a gap year and his dad will be sending him to Trump Online University. Uh, I mean, sorry, the Caswell Success School in St. Louis. Um, so then the cameraman starts scheming with Corbin Blue to create drama amongst children, which is weird energy. Ricky reveals his list of things to do before being 18, and he also thinks that Casey Stroh is a celebrity because he said he kind of considered that um, whenever she was there for their PTA meeting, whatever was going on with Miss Jen. Um, yeah, Ashlyn is Jen. still coping. A, yeah. a weirdo. A lovable weirdo, yeah. but a weirdo. All the adults in this weirdo energy. Um, Ashlyn is still coping with not being the main character, even though she was the main character for a hot 15 minutes um, for a spring musical. Jet is not at rehearsal. Carlos believes he has cracked the code. His straight dar is going off. And that Jet and Maddox are madly in love. And Jet is not there because he's lusting so hard over his sister Maddox. And he just can't uh, bear the thought of being around her. Carlos had me so, in this episode. Like from uh, when the producer has the camera. He's like, Gina and Courtney, talk to me about the feelings you're having. Like you're both interested in the same boy and it's this guy. And his like sarcastic comma, yes, because I'm the womanizer of the group. I did laugh Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's bad enough like that Corbin Blue and the producer are wanting these things out of children, but like if you're going to do that, at least, you know, be a conniving producer and like, you know, subtly weave the strings like uh, Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. They're like don't just straight up producers. Literally. No. How much drama do you have going around there? That yeah. You could and I, like Right. It's it's just a naive project. I don't know why they thought they could make this some sort of... I mean, he said he was a also, producer, Disney cameraman, or something on The Bachelor. Our Disney Plus reality shows are like wholesome documentaries about getting married at Disney mm-hmm. They're not like The Bachelor. That's right. the ABC version of that. Right. Not the Disney Plus version, so... Yeah, so I don't, know, I don't know why they would want to attempt to make this, make that the show anyway... Um, the, the producer did say he got into Tish, not on a scholarship, which to me implies he's not good. And it was paid for him to go there. Bro that I've ever met. And I know some people like this. Right. So, so it it at least is hinted at that he's not good at his job, but he has, you know, gotten to where he is presumably by being white and wealthy. So anywho, um, Corbin is, yeah, not being subtle about needing the drama and he's being a tool EJ suggests that they sing Love is an Open Door for the uh, documentary, even though he, we have already established that his Hans is not there. What did um, you so in a competition to see who... Um, I liked it. I, I, liked I it enjoyed too. it. It was fine. I, liked I mostly liked it because this is, this is one of my favorite Disney songs where I love the harmonies, um, but it wasn't really any different from the original song. It was pretty much just you know the song, which is fine. Um, the hair and costume were very accurate for Hans, and I hated seeing EJ look like that. It was kind of unsettling uh, whenever they did the costume change. Um, but I enjoy the song, so I'll automatically give it a B, just because I like that song. I like the song, and I like the arrangement. I could not stop thinking about how EJ was out of sync with the lip sync. And it was oh, really yeah. Me. The, like, EJ, I don't think I was paying attention to Gina as much because I think uh-huh. it looked like, I don't know if they were, it also sounded like they recorded it separately and then layered it together. Uh-huh. So that, like, yeah. also stressed me out because I was, like, yeah. very in focus about the song itself and the yeah. ending around it. Um, but mm-hmm. I did like the arrangement and how they sounded. I just, like, there were parts of the 
like finished product that took me out that wasn't really on them as much as it was yeah. like the editors and not to knock on the editors like we like this show that's why we're so critical of it i guess mm-hmm. so yeah well anyway matt Cornett is still not a star sadly for him um this is this this will be his peak i'm confident in that um, watch him become the next bob odenkirk and like emmy yeah Blazer and he's like all over the place yeah if if i'm wrong on my matt Cornett prediction then whatever so be it the universe what, just, what are you gonna you know, do if you're meant wrong? to go my way oh nothing absolutely oh, nothing. you're not you're there's not no there's no no, absolutely. There's no punishment for being wrong on the internet. That's why um, our society is as crazy as it is. So I can be as wrong on the internet as I want, and there are no ramifications from it. Um, I can't get sued for slander or libel or anything, and so I will put that out there because I'm confident it's right, and if it's wrong, I'll just ignore it. Yep. You probably won't even remember you said this in, like, two weeks. Oh, no, I'll always remember that I said Matt Cornett won't be a star. Promise you that. Okay. Guaranteed. Um, Joshua Bassett, though, is a star, but unfortunately for him, uh, for Richard Bowen, did not get to sing this song with Gina, even though he so thirstily uh, requested from Mr. Corbin Blue that he could. Yeah. Can I uh, talk about this whole triangle thing? Because I legitimately feel like Gina doesn't have romantic feelings for Ricky in this season anymore, after this episode. Because she showed, like, they, like, I think maybe they have, like, there's obviously chemistry, but I don't think she's actively pursuing Ricky. And, like, she's happy with EJ and wants to be with EJ. And then it's just, like, right. insecurity is going to bubble up and maybe she'll make a uh, decision that influences. But I uh-huh. don't think EJ needs to be as concerned as he is. Now, he's a high school boy. Of course, he's going to be concerned. But Right. And that's what that's what's crazy. Like, yeah, she's, she is, uh, I don't think, yeah, she obviously has chemistry with Ricky. I don't think she is conflicted about any feelings. Like you said, she is determined to be a good girlfriend to EJ, and she has been. 100% in her first relationship and EJ's you know the seeds of jealousy are starting to be sown with him and so it will be interesting I'm hoping that you know that does come to a head and she maturely you know well I don't know she I, I would be perfectly fine with her you know choosing herself and like she doesn't have feelings with Ricky but also or for Ricky like that but also EJ's being absurd for you know a man who's graduated high school so I could see her picking neither of them, and that would be fine with me as well. She should date herself. When I used to watch The Bachelor, that. The Bachelorette, I always wanted the, the like final two people to just dump the lead and then go date each mm-hmm. other. As they should. The, the, the male lead in The Bachelor is often garbage. Including Nick Vial, who this producer is so familiar with. Yeah. Which I also thought was Nick Vile, but I don't yeah, watch I The Bachelor. Yeah, Nick Vile, so too. I guess it's... I don't know. You would think Disney would have that one hammered out. Uh, but anyway, Ashlyn does apparently get to play piano during this song. She offers... She also Blue is so thirsty. Call her the meaty girl or the needy girl? Needy. He did say needy. Okay, <laughs> With I an he N. Called her the meaty Not girl. an M. Not an M and a T. He did not. I was like, damn. He did not do that. Corbin Blue. That would, yeah, that would be an unforgivable one for Corbin Blue. It's already looking bad for Mr. Blue. That one would be uh, pretty terrible. But he did not say that. He did say needy, which is true. She was already offering to read up stage directions, and Val was like, no, we're good. Um, she offered to play piano. Val was like, no, we're good. But Corbin Blue said, yeah, she should play piano. But then. There was no piano in the song, so I don't know why they did that. 
Do you think um, she's for Val? Not to jump ahead. Do you think... I don't know. That's So, yeah, that's kind of the... the happens in just a bit. Ashlyn starts talking to Maddox about set design, and Maddox reveals she has a former camp love named Madison, which could be a gender-neutral name. But we know um, who She it says is. they... Ha- yeah. Yeah. We know it's JoJo Siwa. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know when she'll come in, but yeah, I, I believe it'll be JoJo Siwa. Um, so anyway, she says they hated each other, but they were actually kind of obsessed with each other. And it seems like she's talking about her and Ashlyn because Ashlyn had been annoyed with her at first. And they kind of share a moment where she's like, oh, save a seat for me in there. And she's like, yeah, I will. And then they go in there and Ashlyn's ranting about Val later. And then Maddox has a moment with the, the viewer and the camera where she says it, she, Ashlyn's relationship to Val reminds her of her and Madison at first. So I don't know what they're exactly they're trying to set up, if anything, here. I don't know if I'm, I guess the season's done, so they know. I don't know if at this point, if they knew where they were going with it, but they've certainly chosen a direction, and I guess we will get to see it play out. Yeah. Um, right I, right before that. I don't think I'd like it if they went that direction. Like, I definitely want no, more sexual representation, but, like, it feels so, like, late in the game to set that up. I would understand it more yeah. if it was kind of like a twist and they end up with Maddox. Like, if that's yeah. a thing. I would appreciate that because I feel like the groundwork was laid there. But if it's really just uh-huh. going to be her and Val, then I'm like, okay, what was the point of wasting four episodes in this horoscope song for just right. her to be her arc? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. Um, also, before we saw them any of Ashlyn's storylines uh, compared to no. Courtney now getting her own storyline. I was like, where was this the whole time? We could have focused on anything. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, I'll get to Courtney's in a bit, but it just kind of came out of nowhere, and her storyline makes sense. It would have been cool to see. It's like kind of her taking her main character moment, but there's been no real build-up to that. She was cast as a main character last week, but there was no you know build-up for her, her emotions like this. Like, let's see her in episode one you know, doubt herself and think, you know, I've never really been in shows before and I've just done the one and, um, and like, I'm really going for it. They're like, it, they played it up for jokes that she was separating for her phone, but it could have been like, I've never been away from home. Just throw in a line, something like that, that yeah. has her a little bit more anxious in this new environment compared to being at home with her mom. And we stand her mom. Yeah. Her mom did one of the few adults in this show who is, you know, played by her well actual so mother. Far. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's cool. Well, she did a hell of a job. She she actually gave good advice to one of the children in this show. So, after the cast is dismissed from read-through, Corbin Blue says they were perfect, which we come to find later is not what he wants. He wants them to give him drama, which is not the direction this show should be going, but I digress. Uh, here's where we get Courtney hinting that she's stressed. Gina gets Val to switch uh, the movie night from High School Musical 3, which Corbin Blue hasn't seen, to Camp Rock because that is Courtney's comfort movie. Yeah. Um, we get the scene where Val... she's throwing the flower in her face. Right. And we get... I think we get a laugh track of... It's supposed to be the campers laughing at the movie. Yeah, I Did think you know, so. They're getting a laugh track like while E.J. and Gina the are sitting there. definitely doesn't like, have a laugh track. Yeah, exactly. So the laugh track has to imply that the campers are laughing out loud as though they are watching James Kimmel or James Fallon on the late night show. And they're 
Like, no one's laughing out loud like that to Camp Rock. Why was there a laugh track? That was horrible. I didn't make the decision. You're telling me, and I agree with you. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So before, as as they get started, um, Val randomly tells Gina, you know, she has a conversation with her saying she's a good girlfriend to EJ and all this stuff, and how she's good people, and she's telling her this because she knows that EJ will not come clean to her about the... uh, caswell success school plan and so she i don't know why val feels the need to tell gina that she's good people but she does and so she goes inside jet shows back up and val you know kind of challenges him gives him you know some tough love saying like dude you need to step up like quit being a big baby about things like there are people counting on you um so she gives him a good foil kind of and he storms off and goes to the cabin um yeah this is where i thought maddox national were kind of having a moment but then she maddox reveals to the camera that she thinks ashlyn and val are having a moment so don't know really know what the story is ricky goes to the cabin um he talks with jet about the show how he's letting people down it's very gina centric uh jet clocks that he's like do you care about me in this show or do you care about this girl that you know you're kind of not really friend but this other person is dating and you're I guess he doesn't know he's openly flirting with her in front of everybody, but he's like, you don't care about the show, you care about Gina. And Ricky kind of storms off and tells him he doesn't know the whole story, which I don't really think he has to know the whole story. Uh, Jeff's right on this one. Uh, Courtney FaceTimes her mom. Who cares about the whole story? Uh, We all can see it. Like, Jeff can see it, and he's brand new to your world. doesn't even matter the whole story. Also, she's in a relationship. You're right. stepping over boundaries, and it's not fair to Gina or EJ, Richard. Right. Yeah, the the stepping over boundaries, that's a, it's a no-no. You're, you're grown enough to, you know, leave her be if she's going to be happy. You know, not everything is main character energy for Ricky Bowen. You can take a step back, and that's what I was kind of hoping for in this season. And maybe he'll, he'll you can still be a main character which he, he obviously is. Ricky is a main character in the show. Um, but you can you can take some steps to the side every now and then. You don't always have to have the main character energy, which I think Ashlyn is going to come to this realization. And I think it would have been better if Ricky would be coming to this realization. The series, not this season, the series, Ricky will have played a non-lead role. Um, no. No, this would have been the one. I think, uh, you know, it should have been this one. He, you know, is, takes a step back. He's still a main character, but, you know, can be comfortable in being, you know, a, a supporting role. And then he comes back into stardom for season four. Uh, but no, if it's not happening now, I mean, I think he's just going to stay being a lead character in all their plays, musicals, whatnot. Vomit. So... I feel like Carlos should be a lead. You cannot tell me that none of the musical theater gays in high school were n- never mm. the lead. Like, yeah, I think Seb should be a lead, and I know you would agree. But oh, a hundred percent. But Seb isn't here, so unfortunately, we don't have much more to say about him. Um, we don't have much more in the episode at this point. Kind of went fast. Courtney is FaceTiming her mom. We're getting more main character moments for her. You know, the grappling with her emotions. Love that. Loving what uh, is happening for Courtney this season. 
Then after that, after movie night's over, EJ's looking for Gina, and Corbin Blue can't find his way around this camp. He tell he lets EJ know that yeah, this camp isn't for what he's looking for. He's gonna go find a different camp, I guess. I, I mean, I guess Disney Plus is just gonna table the project, whatever. But Corbin Blue says he's not doing it here. There's not enough drama with these kids. I might just go to another camp instead of Shallow Lake and do the project yeah, there. Yeah, because he, I'm sure he'll be able to just find a new camp within a day. Um, True. So yeah, he tells him that he, they're not giving him enough drama. And EJ can't let Gina down. So, to not let her down, he manufactures his own drama with Gina and plants his letter of going to the Caswell school in her script and then makes her find it without telling him and yeah in front of Val and so then now we're putting Val so he in not letting Gina down has you know put his girlfriend in the most awkward position finding out this information in the worst way possible and then putting his friend Val in a bad position that you know he was supposed to be responsible for telling Gina this info and now Val is in trouble because she sat on the info and you know didn't do anything with it because she was right to not do anything with it she should have let EJ handle it and he didn't so now he's like the two people closest to him at this camp like he is completely fucked over in the sake of drama for Corbin Blue who is an asshole in this universe and that's how the episode ends EJ is such a coward in this scene it's like bro Stop running away from all your problems. What are you, Rick? Yeah. Not not impressed with DJ. Like, I'm just like, Gina, go marry Courtney. Go make, like, yeah. your own lives elsewhere. You two deserve the mm-hmm. world. Forget yeah. these boys. But, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Where do you think we go from um, here? Was, was next week Color Wars, or was the week after that Color Wars? Okay. No, one more. Next week. So, I don't know, I think, I think we start to get, you know, total buy-in from Jet next week. I think it seems like Ricky's... You know, love for Gina is coming to, you know, a, a point where it will be reckoned with. Um, so I think... The next episode is called The Real Campus of Shallow Lake. Interesting. So yeah, I don't know if... So is that where Madison That, that could be where Madison comes in. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be cool if they interact get, with all the... Were you the one who theorized that it's like... oh Yeah, that's what I, I would hope for. I don't think they'll do that. But I think it would be cool to interact with, you know, the sports people at this camp and you know get a i don't dance little number on the baseball field or something would be cool um that's that's the direction i would take it if you know i were just given a a episode title and said do what you want with it um but we'll see we'll see where it goes yeah i think that like i said the ricky gina thing is coming to a point i think maybe after this episode it'll die down hopefully i don't know how how they're gonna go with that they they continue to surprise me. How are you feeling about season three so far? We're halfway done. Um, similarly to how I felt before. I think the writing is pretty poor and doesn't make sense a lot of the time. I agree. And I was like, maybe if they had more episodes, they could do more like smaller framing devices. But I really don't think they know what to do without yeah. the main cast. Without Olivia, without Larry, without... Uh, what's his name? Joe. Yeah. Joseph Serafini. Uh-huh. like without they don't think they know what they're doing without the east high stuff that they set up because like they have a new show but only yeah the characters. it's like it should be easier for you you got rid of you don't have 
too many storylines to entangle now. You don't have as many characters that you know everyone cared about already. It should be easier for you. Why are you doing such a bad job of it? A lot of stuff just yeah. doesn't make sense. And um, I was definitely uh, like I I didn't even notice that we didn't get an Emi scene in this episode. Oh, yeah. But uh, I realized at the end I was like, okay, so they're starting to be able to carry the show. But it's just like I feel like we need some bigger stakes i feel like it's just ej gina relationship Mm -hmm. drama that's really carrying the show i feel like the ashland stuff isn't that like high priority like we we're supposed to feel a certain emotion about ashland but it's not capturing how the way the way they probably intend no we should we should have been getting more courtney all along um i mean ashland's whole thing is that she's struggling with not being a main character so it should be a side yeah. plot kind of thing. It should be. For whatever reason, I'm not really caring about most of these characters nah. this season. Even the ones that we knew, like Gina and Courtney are really the only ones that like I feel... Uh, Jet, I think I'm interested yeah. in, but more so because I feel like uh, it's like more of an enigma uh-huh. character, not not really because yeah. of anything... Well, well that is where you and the bad cameraman are on the same page because he really... Um, wants his sad emo protagonist to root for, so he really wants to you know capture in on Jet's unresolved trauma with his his being there at camp and make it into a reality show, which is exactly what how you should be treating sixteen year olds. Makes sense. Yeah, to me. especially for Disney Plus, that's kind of their whole you know thing. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts, or should we get into? Uh, segments? yeah, we can go into segments. So share screen. What? I can go straight into my MVP while you pull that up. Yeah, it's, let's, let's my MVP's got to be Courtney. Um, like I said, we're finally getting the the main character plots for her that she deserves. Um, they should have been setting these up, you know, three episodes ago, instead of kind of making her a joke about how out of place she is. Um, yeah, she did. She had a great episode. I loved it for her. I would love for her to be a main character because she is a star. And so, yeah, that's who I got to give the MVP to this week. I love it. Um, so, mine is going to be Carlos. I was leaning Courtney, but I didn't want to double up mm-hmm. this week. So, I'm giving Carlos my MVP just because he had some lines that made me laugh, and I thought he was a good character in this week. I think Gina was a contender for me as well. Um, depending on who Lindy and Todd give it to, I might change it and give it to Gina because Gina stepped up for her friend and she was very mature this week and uh, she was handling mm-hmm. everything very well compared to how her other halves were uh, dealing with. Right, Todd. yeah. So, But Carlos had some funny lines. He had a solo. So I'm like, okay, Carlos, you can uh-huh. get a point. Yeah, there. once again, uh, Gina's taking no L's. So she didn't have any big wins this week, so I couldn't give her the MVP, but... Yeah, just consistent, no L's. Um, Taking L's this week, so yeah, Ashlyn, I don't want to pile up on her. She was taking some L's. She still just cannot cope. Uh, But I'm going to give it to Corbin Blue because he should not be uh, such bad of a person. It's Corbin Blue. Yeah, Corbin Blue. I'm I'm letting up on Ashlyn. I'm cutting her some slack, and it's Corbin Blue. Um, He's a bad man. He's treating 16-year-olds badly. Channing, who is Corbin Blue's That's fair. I expect less out of this, you know, of, uh, you know, privileged producer. because I can, I know that kind of. Oh, for sure. Bro, and like it uh-huh. struck a nerve. <laughs> um, so yeah, just to emphasize the updates, uh, Courtney is now in the lead with three MVPs, zero LVPs. 
Uh, Carlos jumped up and tied himself with Ricky for two MVPs. Uh, Gina and Jet both have one. Meanwhile, on the LVP side, Ashlyn and Maddox both have two. And uh, Gina, Carlos, Dewey, Corbin Blue, and Channing all have one. So that is where we stand MVP, LVP-wise. Uh, do you want to get into our songs? Because I know you already mentioned Fabulous, and we both gave it a B. Yeah. Where would you give... Um, I, I also gave that a B for the reasons I said. I love the song, love the harmonies. I didn't think it sounded too much different from the uh, the original song. Um, it probably should deserve a C for you know the production value, the reasons that you gave, but I love the song, so I can't give it anything less than a B. Yeah, I think until you just mentioned that, it reminded me of that. Uh, I was going to give it a B as well, but no, I actually was kind of annoyed with the production value because I think as a general song it was a lot mm-hmm. better than I would have expected from an EJ number no offense yeah. to Matthew Cornette um, but yeah no I, the production value kind of devalued mm-hmm. it to me because I thought it was actually surprisingly better than mm-hmm. I expected but because it was slightly off editing yeah. wise uh, and both visually and mm-hmm. audio um, yeah, I did. I did think you know Matt Cornett did a good job of singing the songs. He hit the notes, and so that is good. I don't think I don't think Joshua Bassett could hit the low notes in those that song. So, it I don't think it would have worked to uh, make Ricky sing it. You know who could? Joe oh, Sir. he can do it all. He can do it all. Uh, any any final thoughts on this episode? Um, no, I thought it was okay. Uh, I thought it was better than some of that we've had in the past, but um, sorry to I I don't want to just continuously give negative energy to this show, but I just remain unimpressed because I know it could be great. Yeah. Sorry, I have I expectations for it. I feel like now COVID's not even an excuse yeah. anymore. Like the second season, I was willing to be lenient because I know that they were messed up uh-huh. with COVID, but like. COVID is still a thing. Mm-hmm. Take it seriously. It's a pandemic, y'all. But I feel like now we're at a st- stable point in society where this shouldn't be allowed to be as uh, all over the place. Yeah. Well, just like anything, as long as people keep watching it, then they are incentivized to spend less money, time, all their resources on making it good as long as their ratings don't dip. Same with many of your favorite reality TV shows. If you just keep watching and the quality keeps getting worse, then you're part of the problem. So we're part Maybe of the problem. Maybe that was their inspiration for. Season Maybe so. Three. They did. They did address Big Brother in this in a line that did not make sense. Um, the line itself made sense in a vacuum. It did not make sense in response to. Um, yeah, EJ's complaint was that they're singing in the canteen, and the guy said, "Well, Big Brother's had the show in the same house for 23 seasons and is still on the air." Like, yes, that has nothing to do with what this boy just said to you. So what are you talking about? Uh, but yeah, another example of a show that continuously gets worse and people continuously plan it, complain about it, uh, but they're going to keep making it the same exact way that they do because you still watch it. It's, it's really weird how invested these adults are in the lives of these children, right? Like, you are making a reality show but at the end of the day you're just doing promotional material it's not a real Uh reality show and also to be quite honest with you all i don't watch the reality shows on disney plus i'm sure they're for someone but it's not going to be this big audience well maybe that's why they they want it to be you know dance moms type show where the kids are fighting all the time because yeah people like you aren't watching just the behind the scenes 
documentaries. I do watch the Marvel Assemble yeah. stuff because those are really cool. Uh-huh. Like the making of, but oh well, yeah, I have checked out the weddings. Uh-huh. So it's fine. Nothing yeah. Well, I'm with you. Whatever documentary that yeah. Corbin Blue and this guy is trying to make, I would not be watching it. Regardless of whether it's just a regular old behind the scenes, these kids are talented, or if it's some fake manufactured drama with children, I would not watch either of them. So. No, sir. Anyway, Sam, tell us what you've been up to lately. Do some plugs and some. Um, I did record. A uh, everyone and their brother episode recently. You were correct on what the episode was going to be about. I was in the dark because I'm lazy. So I saw the one that y'all dropped this week that was called Mank. Oh yeah, and I was like, is this like (laughs) like manga? Like manga? Is that the anime episode? No, it was about that was TJ and his wife Kyla dropped that one separately. So yeah, we recorded one that should be out soon. We'll see because our friend Creative Bobby, we are all going to be in attendance for his wedding this weekend so congrats to him and siobhan get lit for me yeah it'll congrats it'll be a good time yeah it'll be a great time to see everybody but i'm not sure exactly what the uh production schedule for that episode will be like so yeah we got some more of that coming up um i've been making a couple more plus you were on his podcast yeah oh yeah he did we recorded that so long ago um yeah i forgot that he just now released it um yeah i was on his podcast run the layers just talking about creativity. He's a uh, graphic designer, so he has a podcast about creativity as well. And he had all of us on it to talk about creativity and our inspirations and those sorts of things. And that was a good time. And your PCP, your pop culture plug for the week? My pop culture plug of the week would be Reservation Dogs on Hulu. Um, not a whole lot of Native American representation in media, and this is some of the best you can get. Um, some of the best, you know, just one of the best shows in general you can get, by far the best Native American representation you can get in TV, and it's shot in Oklahoma, where I'm from, and grew up with, you know, many Native Americans. There's a Cheyenne Arapaho uh, tribal lands in the town where I grew up, so I'm very, the, obviously they don't, they're, the stories are not for me, and they're not meant to resonate with me, but I, I've seen a lot of these themes uh, throughout people I know, and so it's cool to get to see that in such a successful and good show on Hulu. So, Reservation Dogs, check it out. And as a white man from Oklahoma, it is important that you're using your platform as a white man to elevate Yeah, so the, the three people, uh, the three people that are listening, you know, whether it were three million or three, I would definitely be elevating Reservation Dogs. Well, it's important, regardless right. of how many people are listening, that you're using your mm-hmm. voice to share this story. Um, Anyways, uh, my uh, you can follow me at what the fleep on all social media, uh, including Be Real, which I have not seen. Since I'm not on Be Real. We're gonna get them. No, I'm not. You are. No. You gotta go on Be Real. We'll see. We'll see. I've at least gotten on TikTok we'll at see. not that Sam Davis. I've started making some TikToks, um, yeah. but no, not on Be Real yet. Uh, the Brazilian Dragon Podcast at Brazil Dragon Pod. We're going to have another Scooby Snaps and Chats podcast later this week, which I'm excited about, um, with a Survivor New Zealand contestant who may or may not have done super well on the show. Um, and she's my friend Lisa. She's awesome. She's coming back. Plus, like I mentioned, Lindy and Todd are going to be on talking about pod, talk, jam, and break, and High School Musical, the musical series. Uh, most importantly, 
You can rate and review both Pod Talk Jam and Break and The Brazilian Dragon on iTunes, five stars, and we'll read it on air. Uh, your ratings and reviews would be a lot of help as we continue to try to get more listeners and grow our brand. Now, my pop culture plug for the week. This week, a very great show by the name of Better Call Saul wrapped up, ending the Albuquerque verse set up in Breaking Bad, and I highly recommend it to anyone who listen. Yeah, I need to get on that. I haven't seen Anyways. Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul yet, so I know. Ooh, I hadn't until yeah. the pandemic. So need to do it. But by the time you get to this end of season five of Better Call Saul, they'll probably have season six up on. Netflix okay, by cool. Then, so hopefully, uh, if you start with Breaking Bad, uh-huh. then do El Camino, then do Better okay. Call Saul. Um, anyways, uh, that is even if you like it, if you hate. I it, think I will. It kind of surprises. Yeah, it kind of surprises me that I haven't watched it yet. It's just. Once once shows get off the air, like there's so many episodes or an hour long, it's just a daunting task. And and I don't know if you relate to this, but like when I start a show that's already off the air, it's very hard for me to not want to. Google Yo, things. yeah. Not even like Google things, just like names yeah, no, I'm the same the same way. Them. It's tough, and especially a show like Breaking Bad. No, it's gotta crazy. avoid it. Yeah, if you have questions for me, Kay. I will do the research for you. All right, you watch. For, it's a good trade off. Um, but anyways. Do we have a hashtag for this? Um, no, I didn't think of one. Flamenco Fabulous. Okay, that works. There we go. Uh, came off the dome. Uh, until next time, everyone. Uh, I almost said get your back up. Well, Will's it's influence. It's your voice. Yeah. Uh, until next time, everyone, get your head in the game. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> can I just say something crazy? I love crazy. My life has been a series of doors in my face And then suddenly I bumped into you I was thinking the same thing Cause like, I've been searching my whole life to find my own place And maybe it's the party talking or the chocolate fondue But with you, but with you I found my place, place and, and it's nothing like I've ever known before Love is an open Like me, jinx, jinx again, our mental sink.